Hello, and welcome back to the Calorie Deficit University podcast. My name is Alexis. I am the show's host. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're a regular listener, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a kind review or just a five star. And if you're new, welcome and thank you for joining. So today we're going to be talking about lifestyle dieting versus cutting um, because nuances and context are important. And that's what we do here on this podcast is give lots of context and talk through all the nuances when it comes to dieting, exercise, weight loss, fat loss, muscle gain, and, and general health overall. So There are way too many terms and conditions out there when it comes to dieting and the implications that social media has made. Um, And honestly, it's made it really fucking confusing and complicated because now that the fitness industry is super bumping, super booming, super entertaining, um, super filling the entire uh, realm of social media. Everyone seems to be having a fitness account, fitness influence. It's kind of hard to get through all the bullshit. And everyone's posting their transformation videos. Everyone's saying, here's how I got, uh, here's how I lost all this weight. Here's how I did this. Here's how I did this. And you're constantly bombarded with options and, and different ways of doing all boiled down to the same thing, which is losing a bit of body fat. So this is going to be, um, a, a, a ouch of a topic, okay, for some people to hear maybe and accept. Um, so hopefully it gives you a new lens to view dieting through, especially when you co- uh, consume social media. So with social media, we see these really big transformations. Um, and ultimately, you know, deep down, we really want those transformations for ourselves, which valid, duh. Um, especially when we look at bodybuilders or even personal trainers, people who literally train for a living, because there's a really big difference between a personal trainer and then someone who is a personal trainer who trains for a living. Um, totally two different people. So for example, I am a personal trainer. I do not train for a living. I don't get paid to train. Okay. I don't get paid to work out. I get paid to coach. I get paid to train other people. Um, And that is a really large distinction. If I got paid to train myself, I would be the shreddiest, muscliest, badassest muscle mommy on the planet Um, because it is a literal full-time job to look like that. Um, And there are not a lot of people who get paid to do that as a full-time job. There are a lot of influencers out there who are quote unquote personal trainers, um, but they don't train people at all. And usually what they mean by that is they have some general coaching programs or general guides, maybe general check-ins that they do with their clients. And they spend most of their time training, eating, sleeping, and bump, bump, bump being coached. And so it's very important that you get the skill of learning how to distinct 
those people. It's important to be able to see and know the differences when you consume media and allow that media to set your goals and standards and expectations for what your body will look like. It's it's very important. It's just like a model looks the way that they do because they get paid to look like that. They get actresses, actors, they look fantastic because they get paid to be on a screen the size of a mega mansion. Like that is the context. Like if you got paid, literally paid to look the best you will ever look ever. And you had all your meals, workouts, and everything completely curated for you. And that's all you literally do is sleep, eat, train, eat, walk, nap, eat, sleep again and post a few ab pics, then yeah, you better fucking look awesome. If you don't, like, that's fucked. So what you have to understand is real coaches, real personal trainers, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. There's nothing wrong with being paid to look awesome. Like, that. that's, you know, if we're all admitting to the fact, like, that would be the goal, right? Um, that'd be the dream. But real personal trainers are completely outpouring, outpouring, outpouring. They are always, in my experience, we're always empty. Um, And that's not saying that personal trainers don't look good. We look good. Trust me. We care about our health too. We're working out too. Like we are rocking a a fantastic top 10% physique. Trust. Um, We're just not rocking the top 1% physique. And usually I, if someone is doing both, Um, I question it. I get sussed out of it. It was funny. We had at the private gym I used to work at, we had this one guy who like, oh my gosh, he looked fucking phenomenal. Like, like a beast. Like he could literally be a couple weeks out from Mr. Olympia always. And first of all, he was taking lots of, um, drugs, Um, but to look that way because it brought him a lot of clients. Um, but he was literally, I kid you fucking not. He had a family with kids was at the gym every single day, like three 30 or 4 AM until 7 PM every single day. All he did was sit in the gym. Like he would work out first thing in the morning, have clients all day long. Usually there would be like a break in between. He'd go like eat and sleep, go home, like rest or whatever. And then he'd come back, train clients again, and then do another training session for himself. Like that was, that's, first of all, he's not a human being because he's not with his family um, and not doing anything other than being on his feet all day, training, eating and sleeping and training others. And that's it. And he was just doing one, one-on-one in person. And if you just session after session after session, like that's not really coaching people. You're just pushing someone to lift max weights every single time they come in because that's the only stimulus they're going to get for like that day. So that we were always kind of like, because the rest of us, all the other trainers, we coached on our other, like had our own side hustles, our own side businesses. So we coached others outside of the gym and we just were all athletes, like looked like again, top 10% physique, not top 1%, but huge difference between the two types of people. And that kind of plays into the lifestyle dieting versus cutting 
kind of scheme. And so you have to be really careful, have an eye for these things if you're going to allow it to impact you, which if you think it doesn't impact you, it does. Um, and that's okay. It impacts me too. It's, it's hard. It's hard to be out here pouring your cup out to a million people, um, and then trying to find the strength and energy and encouragement to go push yourself. Um, it can be really hard and that's okay. And that's life. And we're human beings and we deal with it and we, we go anyways. Um, but okay. The difference between lifestyle dieting and cutting lifestyle dieting is what pretty much 98% of people do. You know, they track calories, hit a protein goal, eat more whole foods, work out, not eliminating anything, not really radically changing everything they do. You're not giving up foods. Um, You include things in, you don't change like your literal day to go work out or different things like that. You, You are what we call a lifestyle client, which is... Again, it's going to be 98% of people. So you, and and most clients want to be this way. You don't want to give up much. You don't want to make too much sacrifice, too much change. You just want to improve your overall current baseline, um, which will bring you fantastic, great results. But it won't bring you the results that we see on social media a lot of those like before and afters of like, I in 12 weeks, usually 12 weeks is like the number I see a lot of like someone gets shredded six pack abs in 12 weeks or whatever you're sold on social media or the TV. That is a cut. Okay. And a cut is a mechanism utilized for fat loss, but usually for a purpose, right? Like competition, bodybuilding, a promotion on social media. Uh, It's, it's different. So yes, it is a fat loss phase of a certain type though, instead of lifestyle dieting. Um, It includes dramatic changes. So um, technically any kind of cut, um, usually like cutting is done for another reason beyond just fat loss. So you will see results more quickly. You have dramatic sacrifices, dramatic changes in food intake, incredibly limited choices. So you've got someone literally eating the same thing every single day, no changes for 30 plus days on end. Again, like I said, these are usually like bodybuilding clients or previous athletes. I rarely uh, see these clients because I'm not a, I'm not a Mr. Olympia. (laughs) Um, trainer. I'm not, I'm a strength trainer primarily and and focus on athletic performance because listen, the mechanisms, uh, for cutting, I would never have an athlete cut. That's stupid because cutting is for aesthetics, the look. Um, I would change an athlete's diet to suit their specific performance goals, which would usually be a surplus of food so that they can build strength, have energy, and, and so on. Um, uh, but in like a lifestyle, lifestyle dieting, I want adherence. So for gen pop, the general public, I want adherence as the number one goal, not performance. So athletes' performance, gen pop, 
I want adherence. I want you to stick to the diet long term so that you can see body composition change and, and health markers change. And with adherence comes some palatable foods that you like to eat and not totally depriving yourself of a rational existence for your life. Like if you're making your kids PB&Js and things, like it's going to be very hard for you to say, I can never have peanut butter or bread. Like that's not going to be realistic for your existence. And the mechanisms for bodybuilders are also not realistic for themselves long-term. The things that they do like eating, you know, egg whites and white fish and cutting really low carb and then like low fat and all these things, those are not longevity protocols. Those do not help you feel good long-term. And so they're not what we implement and utilize for a healthy lifestyle. Like let's not get it twisted here. Bodybuilding is a competition. It is a high performance um, sport and it's not necessarily like derived in health it's an aesthetic goal. Again, so we kind of got like three buckets here. Got athletic, performance, gen pop, adherence, bodybuilding, aesthetics. Okay? Very, very different buckets. And what I usually like to over time is force the gen pop person to get an athletic mindset, to get a performance-oriented mindset. So we get away from constantly focusing on adherence to a diet and get more focused on performance goals with running a mile, having a box jump, not being out of breath at the stairs, lifting your body weight on a squat, and different things like that. So you get into other areas of health which is again, still pushing you into lifestyle dieting because it's supporting your lifestyle into a healthy sphere versus cutting is something that you do for a very short period of time. It brings extreme results very quickly, is unsustainable and cannot be maintained year round. Bodybuilders are not lean year round. And if they are, they're like the top 1% of the 1%. And there's this guy um, that actually just passed away and I can't remember his name right now, but he was a really, had alien genetics, freakishly lean all year round, amazing physique, but he literally died because he was drinking 15 cups of coffee a day to suppress his appetite to stay that lean year round. And so he had um, heart failure because of that. That's not lifestyle dieting. That is extreme, grotesque, awful, and should not be supported at all. But most people would say, well, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get those results. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to to bring that about for me. And this is where, again, we have to be very careful with the media we're consuming and the and how it dictates and changes our goals long-term in what we want to do. It's not good. Now, what I will say um, that I see good results with is doing cutting just to experience it for once. So um, like, for example, for somebody who's done lifestyle dieting and has lost some body fat and has a little bit more to go, usually with an adherence sake in mind, We'll take like a little bit of that lifestyle diet break, maybe eat at maintenance for a second and then do a cut so that you get quickly that last bit of body fat off. So it's much easier to adhere to rather than trying to draw out 
this long dieting still on and on and on, specifically usually like the last 10, 15 pounds because those are the hardest. And then usually once you experience that leanness, you're like, wow, I had to cut really hard to get to that leanness. I don't know if it's really worth it. I like performance goals better. I'm going to live my life. And that's usually how it goes because again, you're not being paid to be that lean and it's a lot of sacrifice to be that lean is what it is. Most people want the mechanism of lifestyle dieting, but the results of cutting. Oof, that's a hot take. But most people are not advanced enough dieters to do a cutting phase. And and that's where most people end up in a yo-yo diet. So that's that's what I mean of like, usually if you haven't even had a successful diet or fat loss phase ever, why would you go jump for a cut when you'd have to do even extreme, more extreme things when you haven't proven to me or yourself that you can even maintain a lifestyle diet and control some of the variables that you have right now instead of trying just to eliminate all the variables that you were never even able to attempt to control in the first place. Because again, cutting is a totally different ballpark of discipline, totally different ballpark of uh, attention, effort, and, and consumption as a whole. Just totally different. So for example, you know, if you'd be like I said, in a fat loss phase, prove it to yourself that you can do a fat loss phase and then do a cut at the end of it because you've proven it to yourself and give that experience a chance and then realize, oh shit, like that is a lot of energy, effort, and things to do for a cut. Uh, So ultimately, adjusting your expectations is really what you need to do. Like everybody wants that 12-week transformation, but that doesn't mean that it's the right choice for you and your current lifestyle. You um, might be able to be in a mild deficit for months, learn the skills that you need to keep your fat loss off long term, and then go into a cut. Or you might never have to do a cut if you like doing a mild deficit, learning the skills, learning how to eat high nutrient-dense food, learning to readjust your what you actually like to eat, learning how to actually exercise and train and build muscle and doing those things. That's usually where people end up if they're willing to accept that the changes, the results take much longer than they'd want and take much more consistency long-term than they'd want instead of a crash yo-yo diet, like cutting for 12 weeks and then putting all the body fat back on the minute you stop. At the end of the day, you have to accept um, change. (laughs) And that change has to last forever. And it's a big issue. It's a hard one. Um, Most people I see when faced with the lifestyle dieting versus the cutting, um, they choose wanting the cutting avenue, like a 12-week cut shredder, um, because they don't want to give up their current food environment. So they're like, oh, I'd be willing to put up with super scarcity, giving up all this food with the end in sight that I would be able to go back to eating how I was eating before after the 12 weeks, which is so fucking backwards and doesn't really make any sense. Um, Instead of saying, ooh, you know, 
our current food reality is super fucked, eating out every day, drinking alcohol every day, all these things, these are not things that I'm particularly entitled to. And they're not really serving me, my goals, or my health. I'm willing to accept that I have to give up some of these things in order to improve the standard, increase the standard for the nutrients that I put in my body and the way that I move my body. And I'm going to work towards making that change forever for the next year and see how I do with that. Those are the people that win. It just is what it is. And so really, like with that context, (sighs) hopefully you'd never want to cut because cutting is just, I don't know, it's just not worth it. And that's coming from someone right now. I am cutting right now. I'm at the end of a fat loss phase and I've been cutting for one week. I'm on the second week of it and it's horrible and hard and I hate it and I'm cold and I'm tired and I'm groggy, foggy and I'm hungry and my weights, like my muscles are sore, weightlifting is hard and it's hard and it's, it's, probably not worth it if I'm being honest, but from my perspective of where I'm at in my context, in my journey is there's at this point, not a whole lot I can push myself in. What am I going to do? Oh, walk 30,000 steps a day, go get an extra. Like I increase my lifts. I increase all of my performance metrics. I'm walking. My food is dialed in. Like why not try and get extra lean? Like and that's just me. I'm a pusher. I like to push myself. I like to challenge myself. I like to see how far I can go and discipline and, and different types of things. And that's why I'm a coach. That's why I'm in the industry that I'm in. That's me. You're not, I'm not gen pop. (laughs) And so again, trying to compare yourself to me is, eh. and so that's why I specifically kind of pulled back on talking about my and posting about my own specific deficit because a lot of people were just like wanting to copy me, wanting to copy what I do, copy the food that I'm eating every day. They wanted to see my fitness pal, what I was eating every day and all those things. And it's like, you could do exactly what I'm doing and not look like me at all because we're not the same. We don't have the same routines. We don't have the same body composition. We don't have the same physique. We don't have the same height, the same stressors, the same lifestyles. Like you're never going to look like me, good or bad. You might look better than me. Not that there's better or not better, but get what I'm saying. Like stay in your lane and work on the things that you can work on and improve instead of trying to be like, I need to be as lean as possible immediately. That stuff cracks the fuck up. Like (laughs) wanting to be as lean as possible immediately when you haven't mastered walking, drinking water, not eating out every day, and going to the gym twice a week is actually hilarious. Like, come on, reflect on yourself and your own intentions and your actions for a minute That's like going from being like, well, I haven't taken the SAT yet, but tomorrow I really hope I'm being a top surgeon at John Hopkins. Like, you you haven't even graduated high school yet. (laughs) Like, you haven't even begun. 
Um, and so that's like trying to jump and run a marathon before you've even like come out of the womb. So be realistic with yourself. And I know that it can seem like, oh, all these nuances and all these realisms are so challenging and there are so many barriers. It makes it so hard. It's not that hard, really. Truthfully, if you break it down in simple terms, walk a little bit more, go on a walk once a day and just try and be more mindful of the food that you're eating. That's all. That's the only place you have to start. That's it. Just write down the food you're eating. Self-monitorization is known to improve food immediately because you're like, oh, fuck, like uh, the McDonald's. Yeah, I probably, you know, like probably shouldn't go eat that like because I have chicken in my bread. Like that's it. That's all the place that you have to start. So stop comparing yourself um, on social media, please. As a whole, you're on your own path, your own journey. And ultimately, um, only you are going to know what's best for you um, when it comes to lifestyle dieting or cutting. Um, But lifestyle dieting is probably going to be the best choice. Um, But know that um, if it is lifestyle dieting that you choose, your results are going to take longer than you'd expect. And that's okay. That's part of it. This is a long-term thing, a long-term journey of constantly getting better, constantly improving your food intake, your performance, you know, movement, all of those things. And if you want to do a cut, then be aware that that process is probably going to feel like yo-yo dieting unless you are going through the guidance of a coach or you're very knowledgeable and you're just listening to me for shits and giggles because you love me. Uh, then hi, yay, cool, love that. But most people are not ready uh, educationally for a cut, nutritionally specific for a cut. You can really fuck yourself, like seriously, if you uh, don't eat well enough while you're on a cut eating nutrient-dense foods. So keep that in mind, okay? And if you are interested in you know, losing body fat and and all those types of things as we're kind of nearing the end of summer and getting into fall, getting into the busy season of life and all these things like the holidays are going to be here before you know it, which for some people that's fucking terrifying for me. It's exciting. I love Halloween and basically the month of October is my favorite month in the entire world and I'm so pumped, so excited for it. Um, but most people dread the holidays because of eating, because of body shame, because of the pressure to eat more food and all of those things. That that time is fast approaching. And wouldn't it be lovely to have a really great routine set for yourself um, before we get to that point? Yeah, it would be really lovely. So if you are interested in that and looking for a coach, I'm taking on new clients. I also have my affordable coaching community on Patreon that's only $50 a month that has workouts, nutrition information. Um, it has meal plans, all my recipes in depth I post on there, food products, everything. It has everything. Cannot recommend it enough. The people who are in there already love it. Um, and I also message one-on-one with you. I answer all of your questions. I check in with you, help you with any goal setting or anything like that. It's just not immediate, like, like a text, right? But I do check it every single day. So it's pretty much like a text. So 
look into that. If you're curious about it, message me. If you want to learn more about one-on-one coaching, just message me on Instagram and I will get back to you. But love it. Love that you're here. Love that um, you are trying to better yourself and your life. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll catch you in the next one.